I can only like scavenge a little bit from from mm-hmm. Guinevere's uh, corner of uh, uh, of our little sleeping perch. Yes. Also, the fact that they're like don't even come up to your knees. No, and you're like there's, there's just the coverage it's is like so sparse. Kind of Godzilla tromping around the uh, New York City <laughs> yeah. with a few like bits of human clothing stuck to his uh, <laughs> yes. sides and flanks, and go like, "Ooh, look at me! I'm getting a latte macchiato." <laughs> I fit first, in. Yeah, <laughs> I am just like you, fellow humans. Yeah, I, I, I did think about like distributing the evenly, but. Uh, at least judging by judging by Guinevere, the Libraptors are substantially smaller than uh, the, than we are. So I thought I'd you know focus on the eye level, but maybe they appreciate that the thought is the thought that they counts. They did not appreciate. Oh, is that what they the, did not is, appreciate? Is that why that. you have all these extra bite marks on your ankles? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, so I, I call it phase one. Phase one. Abject failure. Mm. Well, uh, you know, you have to see what doesn't work before you can get onto yeah, the things that no, do work. Thank you. I, I absolutely agree, and and I'll be moving on to phase two, and and we'll see how many more phases I survive. After, mm. How many more phases I need after yes. that? I'm sort of like the oh, do you know the Canadian bear man? No, I'm afraid I don't. Really? Oh, it's such a great story. Yeah. It's it's this it's this man. I I don't know if he's really a scientist, but he lives mm. out in Canada, and he wanted to. Um, oh, the one with the bear, the, the, yes. the, the robotic bear suit or whatever yes, was it? exactly. So he's been making uh, uh, bear suits so that he could impersonate a bear and live with bears and learn about bears by living with bears, by being a bear himself. Right. But bears are very strong. And yeah. boy, howdy, they, they do not like strangers very much. So They tend to like mess them up a little bit, especially the Canadian ones. Is there a particular Canadian thing? thing well, no, just oh, bears. Canadian bears. Oh, Canadian bears, yes, not Canadian men. Canadian people are great. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. I mean, he's privately funded, so he's limited in what he can do. And like, he's up to like Mark 16. It's like the Iron Man suits. Oh, yes. Where, yeah, they well, have... I, I, I think I heard about it. I don't think they're, they're particularly meant to, to, to design to be to look like bears. They just basically allow him to go among the bears and not get killed by them and like give them a tussle yeah, and uh, the... basically bear-proof suits rather than uh, imposter bear type well, suits. Well, with the idea that if he can uh, uh, move among them and survive a bit of a tussle, that they'll just put up with him. They don't necessarily yeah. have to uh, think that he's he's one, one of, of them. them. As long as they know that he's like scenery or at least not harmful. Yeah, yeah. And, and that they'll sort of be okay with him and recognize that he's both harmless and unkillable. Yeah. That part has not yet proven like incredibly successful. Well, he's still alive. He, he hasn't really been among bears. He has various tests that he does now after mm-hmm. previous ones have failed. One of the tests is the rolling down the hill test. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're very strong, they can still lift you up and mm. throw 
show you down the hill. The slammed by a tree trunk one, if I'm not mistaken. Slammed by a tree trunk test. Yes, that's uh, that's also a very uh, a good one. That's where I think Mark 14 failed because there, the head came off Ooh. when it was slammed just right. That's very unfortunate, especially if your own head's in there. Yeah, you know these scenes from uh, The Empire Strikes Back where the Ewoks are attacking the uh, ETSDs. The sort of planetary Home Alone that they've that they've absolutely, set up. and this is like <laughs> smashing them like with trunks and whatever. Yeah, but then also like clubbing them on their helmets and knocking them out with a club to the helmet. Like, yeah, uh, those, those Ewoks are vicious, man. Are, are those helmets rubbish? Like, do they stop well, nothing? If you look at the average cosplayer, then yeah. Oh, we well, are very supportive of our friends in the 500 oh, first. Oh, absolutely. They're just like maybe not like up to mil spec, <laughs> which if you know, if anybody's known in the military means absolutely buckle all. It just means it's standard. It doesn't mean it's good. One part will fit on the other part. Ideally? Well, that's the whole point of it. Oh, I was at a car show uh, uh, the other day, and there was, a, uh, there was a Dutch military vehicle called mm-hmm. a Fennec. Ah, yes. The, 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 They're really cool. They are. It's like the huge... It's like six six wheels, aren't they? They're actually not that huge. No. They're, they're big for a car, but they're pretty lean. I mean, hence the name Fennec. Right. Like, they're not a great big hulking Hummer, but they're super modular, so you can swap out, like, all sorts of sensor packages mm. on top. And, yeah, I uh, think you can, like... Turn them anything between a troop transport and a light anti-aircraft gun, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. They had uh, kids climbing around on them next to yeah. a recruiting station. Kind of mixed messages. The, the, Speaking the of mixed messages. Right, yes. Uh, our, I've been looking for a way into, this, into this cover. Yes. What do we have for our readers at home today? Today's book is Lord of Thunder by Andre Norton. It's a thrilling science fiction according to the book. And it's complete and unabridged. Don't you wonder how many abridged and incomplete books were being sold? Maybe that it's not not from Reader's Digest, you know? Wasn't that the idea between Reader's Digest, where they give you, like, well, not exactly cliff notes, but at least, like, the interesting parts of books and... Really? I didn't know that. I thought it was just, like, little stories. It was one of those subscription models, you know, where you, yeah. get, like, you get get some sent to you, and then like, that way you can at least pretend to be well-read. Oh, that's clever. Or just for people who, like, don't have enough time. <laughs> That sounds like a down. really good service, especially yeah. for those of us who don't, you know, re- read the books that we review. Well, it's been like, what, 16 weeks now? Uh, this is our 18th week. 18th week. You're almost there. Almost where? Wait, oh, there's no, a... Never, 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 never mind. Never okay. Mind. Um, I'll so, just ignore yes. that and move on. Lord of Thunder. It's cool. You asked me to, so... No, no, absolutely. Just, let's never bring it up again. Very good. Well, no, we won't go that far, but... Lord of Thunder. Um, so we so, are bringing it up again, but you won't tell me when. Okay. Look, <laughs> Lord, of, Lord of Thunder. We're looking at, I would say, early 80s Ace cover book. 40 cents in the 80s? Oh, no, probably not. not yeah, much, right. Much, much earlier then. Hey, yeah. ha- by the way, for our readers at home, if you look down at your podcasting device, you should, should be seeing, seeing some shit. I mean, guys, there's a... Hey, how about we describe this cover, uh, uh, which you can find, uh, if you don't see it on your device, in the show notes uh, uh, with an image and a link. Let's just let's just do clip notes of this cover and just establish it because I think if we describe one thing and talk about it, we're just going to lose ourselves down this this rabbit spiral hole. rabbit hole of people might delirium. accuse us of making things up. And let's do the Z axis. So we start with what's in front. So right in front we have a uh, shiny silver craft, which I think yeah. How do you describe that? Because it's well, got it's it, got wings, but then it's got rotors on the wings. It's a, it's and a, it's a, Vito, it's a VTOL craft, obviously. Yes, yes. It, it looks a bit like the uh, the uh, science fiction version of what later turned into the Osprey. <gasps> Amazing! I've got a note that says yes. Osprey in the book. It's referred to as the Thunderbird. The the VTOL Thunderbird. Yeah. I don't recall any uh, um, legal problems. Then it must have preceded the uh, British uh, Super Mario Nation puppet series, the yes. Thunderbird. By... I, I don't think that like it's like that was hard. Huge. It's hard to like 
uh, copyright something like Thunderbird. Oh, and considering besides, that it's already uh, yeah, it's already uh, a popular. And besides, they were like the Thunderbirds, and they had like Thunderbird one through five, I think. Uh, yeah, one of them being a space station. So moving deeper along the yes. uh, Z-axis, what what do we see next? The eagle flying is the Thunder God's eagle, which would imply that this Thunder God is Thor. Th- the Thunder God himself. Dressed in classic Viking Roman Greco outfit. Yeah, he's uh, this multicultural wizard shaman. That, that's actually a point a, that we'll get to in the book, which definitely. makes sense. Oh, uh, wow. it'll, make, it'll make sense uh, when we get to that point later on. And, uh, there's lightning coming into a, or out of his yeah. uh, upstretched... Presumably hand. that's where he's holding his hammer. And then he the stands th- upon... The Thundercat. No, wait, that's a different series. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a pretty, like, gigantic... I would describe it as a cobra cat. Yeah. I'll, no, I'll go with that. Like, I'll definitely go with that. Because he's got his ears tilted back, so it, yeah. his head sort of has that plateau. And, and it's got that broad, got like... A, yeah, thing. it's got the fangs. It's, do you notice, by the way, how the fangs are in front of the wings of the Thunderbird? I, had, craft? I had not noticed that until Is you it? just mentioned it. So no, it's right but, yeah, no, that's absolutely... And it's got slitted um, feline eyes, but they might as well be cat's eyes as well. And even the well, fur... Yeah, I think you mean snake eyes, darling. Snake eyes, that's right. <laughs> Thank you for your... I'm the sorry. slight condescension there as well oh. is even is even appreciated. <laughs> uh-huh. I saw on on Twitter. God knows how I'm getting on Twitter these days, considering that my iPhone 5S doesn't mm. connect to your 7G network. But whatever, slight inconsistencies occur every now and again. Where someone proposed that there should be a hotline that you could call when you don't know how to pronounce a word because you've only ever seen it written and never yeah. and never said. And you can and you can say how you think the word is supposed to be said to them, and they'll say, "Oh, honey," and then tell you how it's really pronounced. Ah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> the "Oh, honey" part is absolutely it's vital so that it's included. Important. Yes, absolutely. Because otherwise you'll never remember. And then one of my artist friends said that he'd he'd scheduled to, to call it every three months to ask how to pronounce gouache. Gouache. When it's I say gouache, gouache I go goulash yeah. and I good. immediately And then you just sort of zone out again and, hey, hey, cake, 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 yeah, we're yeah. back, what, we're what? back. Oh, no. sorry. No, sorry. Yeah, you were in your, exploring your mind kitchen. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Slow stewed meat with lots of paprika. Focus. And then behind that, there is a red spiral. It might be like the northern lights, which have gone a little bit wonky. How would that How would that work? Because the northern lights are the interaction of right, ion streams from ele- the sun. Electromagnetic storm, and we're dealing with thunder gods here. Come on. Okay. Simple. Or maybe it is a Russian missile which got launched and started venting one of its oxygen tanks, thereby generating a spiral of uh, expanding gas in the uh, uh, night sky. Nah, <laughs> would have thought of that. <laughs> that was good, though. It's actually happened. Has it? Well, not not pink, but it, it does make this beautiful spiraling wow. cloud thing in the in the in the night sky. Well, in certain movies and video games where they think that RPGs are really slow moving, like rocket propelled. Oh know, right, yes. Trapsers. They 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 do this lovely slow. <laughs> Like a yeah. like a like a lazy firework, rather than spiraling the bang, it's there. Yeah, because they're quick. Oh they're yeah, rockets. Absolutely, they're as fast as a speeding bullet. And a bullet doesn't even have a rocket on it. So, well, unless you have a gyro, but they never work very well. A what gyro? By the way, Kay, I love how you say some word and I go what, and then you repeat it as if the problem was that I didn't I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> So, to clarify, my what is, I don't know what that is. Okay. I only do it when it's something that I consider to be so ubiquitous that everybody okay, should so be aware of Okay, so gyrock to you is a mother's knee word. It's something that, that everyone just learns before anybody the age of Anybody who's played any science fiction role-playing game they should be aware of that word. I, I guess, actually, I mean, you've seen Gold. Uh, no, it wasn't Goldeneye. It was um, 
You only live twice, I think. There's one with the with the moon base, isn't it? The, the, That's Moonraker. No, 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 not the moon base. The ones with the the, the 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 rocket thing in the volcano in Japan. That was Roger Moore era, and it is. You know, it's also it's also it's interesting that one of the Bond girls in there later played the landlady in Kung Fu Hustle with the curly hair, yeah, and the yeah, yeah, who with smokes the rollers, a cigarette the, in one <laughs> breath with a super powerful <laughs> yes. dragon roar or whatever it is. <laughs> just, she was a Bond girl once. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, there have been some interesting Bond girls. I I read that one uh, passed away recently. At a ripe old age, she had a good innings, as far mm. as I know. Well, I mean, yes. It's like it's only a matter of time before we lose Sean Connery, I suppose. Don't like- say that. Don't put that evil out in the world. Especially I mean- because it's going to take, like... We're recording in advance, so it, who knows what happen. will happen. Oh, oh no, and oh. then I'll have to go back and edit it again, and oh, that's dear. just the worst. Right. Oh, and of course, we'll lose an absolute icon of uh, a stage and, and screen. German you know, sausage. This time when I say what, I want you to understand correctly. What? German sausage is No, the you're worst. doing it again. German sausage is the oh. worst. Yes. Okay, sometimes... Sometimes I really love doing this podcast with you. It's so great. It's so great. It's absolutely... Today is not one of those days. So, ganz toll. Alles klar. Genau. Tschüss. Bahnhof. Bahnhof. Apologies to our German readers at home. German sausage is great, by the way. I think you're thinking currywurst, don't you? I mean, currywurst is great. Currywurst with pommes. Uh, as a as a king's breakfast when mm. you're at a hotel and don't have a lot of other options and don't really feel like walking to a bakery. But no, I was talking about what am I talking about? Huh? I, I like the I like the stronger flavored sausages, like my cured meats in general. Like I like jamon well, yes. iberico and mm, oh, I just had chorizo. a yeah, oh chorizo is good. Um, what was the what was the other favorite that I had? Mm. Serrano. Ah, yes. How could I forget? Yes. And uh, uh, you know, sausages with a bit of garlic. Back to the Lord of Thunder. Yeah, we uh, we open with the the Thunderbird VTOL craft, um, which is <laughs> a craft in the uh, uh, JAXA Sansa joint space operation between South Africa and and Japan. Geographically inconvenient, but scientifically very advanced. Yes. Uh, carrying carrying two scientists who are transporting the results of, a, of a, an absolutely world-changing scientific breakthrough from uh, Tanegashima, the, uh, uh, the JAXA uh, launch platform, to mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, the headquarters of uh, Sansa in Hartebeekshoek. It's a, it's a bit of a fly across the Indian Ocean from uh, Japan to South Africa. Hence, uh, this advanced uh, Osprey-like uh, Thunderbird. Craft. What was the discovery again? The discovery was... Um, Related to uh, uh, this world uh, in the book, The Lord of Thunder, it was a very scientifically advanced uh, version of our world that was unfortunately beset by Kessler syndrome. And that's the uh, the cascading space debris that denies access to certain orbits because uh, one debris cloud shreds the next asteroid mm-hmm. or space station and then the next one and then the next one. And then it's just a... It turns into a few hundred years of not being able to get into lower Earth orbit because you'll get torn apart. Apparently, lower Earth orbit is not such a bad place for uh, for Kessler syndrome to occur uh, because there's there's still enough atmospheric drag mm. that it would clear up very quickly because yeah. the... the yeah. You know, because the uh, uh, the objects would shred each other, and the uh, uh, the resulting debris would be smaller and smaller, thus more susceptible to drag, thus more mm-hmm. uh, uh, more rapidly yep. descend, uh, and it would return to safety quite quickly. So this was uh, uh, in the book is described a mid Earth orbit between between Elio and uh, uh, and Geo yeah. uh, Geosynchronous. Yeah, it's like anything eight hundred kilometers and up, I think. So they still have um, GPS, which. Uh, was very forward thinking by this uh, by this author uh, Andre Norton. So here we have these two scientists. Do you remember? 
remember their names? Yes, uh, one of them is Feng Lung. Strangely, he was the uh, the South African scientist yeah, well, they, of the, uh, the South of the Africa. Have a large uh, Chinese influence, kind of like the Chinese railroad workers uh, oh. in America. They also had similar things in South Africa. They've huh. got a fairly large Chinese uh, oh, subpopulation. Yeah, absolutely. Also uh, Indian, which explains the other guy being called Parjana. So we have Feng Lung and, and Parjana, both of them in uh, uh, Sansa, the uh, South African space agency, mm-hmm. uh, traveling to JAXA in Tanegashima, where JAXA has the uh, launch platform that they need for their discovery, which is a method to more rapidly clean up the Middle Earth, Mid-Earth, I'll say Middle-Earth orbit. <laughs> well, that'll be a fun thing. I shall go into the West and diminish. Uh, to- like one, one does not simply fly over Mordor, I suppose. <laughs> So they want to clear that band with this uh, this new discovery they'd have made that is a bit of a MacGuffin. I don't think it's described in, in very great detail. So that Earth can evacuate. I mean, this is a... a in the a, era of science fiction where nobody would actually sat and done the math on how many people you actually have to fly right. off the Earth on a daily basis in order to make even a slight dent in the population. Yeah, uh, even assuming that nobody on Earth makes whoopsie uh, and has more babies. Yeah, if, if, if you take a possible. million people off the Earth in a day, you'll still, like, barely touch the populace. It's, yeah, it's, uh, uh, what's call it... Uh, but how would yes. you say that in English? Oh, so uh, it's 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 mopping with the with the with the tap, the tap still running. running. Uh, I, don't I know. think there's something like bailing a sinking ship, bailing water out of. A- I don't know that one. I, I know a few other uh- readers at home. If you know a good expression to 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 explain this, which is trying to solve a problem that is so much worse than the solution can keep up with, please let us know. Yeah. Deal with the core problem first, and then deal with the fallout. Which was what most of the people in this world were doing, except for uh, Sansa and Jaxa, where uh, Feng Lung and, 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 and Pajana finally figured out a, a core solution, whatever that may be. Yes. And they're very exciting because this is a, a civilization where poverty and war have largely been taken care of, but it's, it's sort of holding its breath, unable to take this next step into the stars because they're trapped behind this, this curtain of shrapnel that hmm. shrouds their planet. And if these two heroes can deliver their solution, it can be implemented, and then finally humanity can travel to the stars and leave everyone behind. Cue the scene in the book where the uh, uh, the Osprey is... What do they call it? The Thunderbird, of course. The Thunderbird, the, Thunderbird, the VTOL craft. Yes, is flying over the Indian Ocean, uh, and in the distance they see the surfacing of a rather large aircraft carrier-type submarine called... The Jormungand. Now, what was that a, a, re- a reference to? It's the snake that surrounds, uh, well, not Middle Earth, but... Uh, uh, oh, Mid- yeah, the Norse mythology. Yes, Jormungand. Yes. Yeah, the giant serpent that uh, whose body surrounds the... Uh, surrounds. What's it called again in Norse Midgard. mythology? Midgard, yeah, Middle Earth. Yeah, well, yeah. the Middle Realm, yes. I think. Yes, absolutely. On Yggdrasil, the, the world yes. tree. Uh, Jormungand is going to be Thor's... Uh, major uh, opposing foe during uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok, thank you. Now, I'm not really up to date on my on my Norse mythology. Like, is Jormungand is that an antagonist? Yeah, well, they're fighting for the bands of evil for the baddies, I suppose. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah. so well, that's so why, yes, that's why Thor's fighting him. It's described as a steed serpent in, in most of Norse mythology, so it kind of makes sense to name a submarine after it. Well, there's a bit of a snake motif then, because we've got Jormungand, and we've got Cobra Cat, and we've got our... Well, yes. Our protagonist, the uh, uh, the wizard shaman that we see on the front, Pocatello the Sixteenth, mm-hmm. um, who is... Okay, we're going to dive deep into some trivia, guys. So brace yourselves, who is uh, uh, of native Shoshone descent, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a Plains nation known by, by other uh, American Indian tribes as uh, the Snake People, which is this 
this glorious misunderstanding. They have nothing to do with uh, uh, with snakes, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of the Plains nations had a uh, a lingua franca sign language. So there were populations there that had a lot of uh, uh, deaf. Uh, citizens and so they had practical sign languages already in uh, in use and they mm-hmm. kind of spread as a trading language because uh, when you have to be multilingual you mm. would be able to trade with with dozens and dozens of other civilizations and it's also pretty useful to have a sign language because then you can communicate silently and you can communicate with uh, with deaf members of your uh, yeah and uh, you can like stand at a respectable distance for each other and still talk to each other even if you don't quite trust each other quite yet yeah uh, it was called plains sign talk and the issue arose, okay, so the Shoshone people were called snake people by uh, by other tribes because their self-sign, so the name sign that they used for themselves, oh, was, that for uh, was supposed to, well, it was supposed to represent a salmon, but oh. salmon was not widely known to other people in the plains region. So they regions. interpreted it as being a snake. So they thought it was a snake because they, oh. they didn't know about salmon. Mm. I love this little misunderstanding that there's no way to resolve it because... They don't know that they're being called snake people by other yeah. uh, by other nations. They, everybody else uses the same uses sign. The for sign. Them. They go like what they call themselves in their own language, and then they hear that this other person is talking about how he was bitten by a salmon and how he was once nearly strangled by a salmon. Well, that, not, not many strangling snakes in North America, are there? I think those are South, South Americans, isn't it? I think anacondas come past. You don't have any constrictors up there. I don't think so. So Pocatello, the the sixteenth, yes. in some ways, of the. The snake people, and we have Jormungard, the submarine aircraft carrier, yep. which... He wanders out onto the deck off and blasts the uh, osprey out of the sky with his lightning with weapon. His, yeah, poorly described. And I see that the artist concealed whatever he's holding in his hand yes. behind the behind the blast. That artist, by the way, here's some more trivia. That is Alex Schomburg. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if the readers at home can see his, his signature. We don't see that very often, artists signing the, the covers. Alejandro Schomburg y Rosa was born in, in Puerto Rico. He's an American artist in the golden era of, of comics. And he did covers for uh, Captain America and for the early X-Men, it I believe. kind of shows, because you can see how the, the character of uh, Pocatello here wouldn't be... He wouldn't be out of Marvel place in comics. Old, uh, yeah. yeah, Thor was still just like with the winged helmet and everything else just a, a a cartoon norse god which i always thought was weird because that helmet that thor wore looks more like something Val- that apollo Valkyries. should be wearing yeah. oh uh, wait apollo uh, he had them on his heels wasn't it no that was hermes same thing hermes? apollo was a god hermes was a messenger wait, he had mercury his... and hermes which are the same one. Oh, oh, yes the uh, the, uh, the messenger of the gods that's yeah, right the that's why he had the yeah the winged the winged booties so he could he could run up to uh, uh the, the, yeah mount olympus which i always found very weird in greek, greek mythology the people described the gods as living on this easily scalable mountain and nobody ever ever went up there to go and check they didn't yeah i was there this morning Bugger holes. No, 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 but no, they no. also live in the temples. They had a sort of animistic idea of these of these gods that they could occupy Olympus mm. just because we're there doesn't mean we can interact with them. Well, that's why you need messengers. Mm. So you have like Hermes, or um, oh, in some in some African religions you have a figure called uh, Elegba, Papa Elegba. Mm. I suppose that's where the voodoo character for Papa Elegba came from. He's he's sort of a trickster god, kind of. Uh, he's the one who, uh, like Hermes, negotiates between mortals and and gods. So he's a he's a messenger as well. So you make a you make a sacrifice to a god and you yeah. say a prayer. And you actually, tell them, can you pass this message on to yes, whichever exactly. other uh, Lao or Lao is it? Loa. Loa. Yeah. And then sometimes he does, and so, your harvest is great. And then sometimes he doesn't. And sometimes he gets the wrong message across. Yep. It's like, oh, did you mean like no cows? <laughs> <laughs> I like sort of practical religions that have um, a self-balancing mythology. 
mm. right? So, you can't have like gods where you put in a coin and you always get the desired results. Yeah, exactly. Like there, there has to be uh, a uh, lack you of know, faith. De- faith and deniability. It's like, you know, oh, it's, it's yeah, like how, deniability. Yeah, how doomsday cults and it's like, oh, the aliens are going to come to get us. And the fact that the aliens don't show up at the appointed time is never a reason for them no, to stop believing. There's always a good Yeah, we didn't pray hard enough or it was the other non-believers watching and they always just come back and they'll set a new date and they'll keep working towards that one yeah it's the very uh, definition of moving the goalposts well yes the god so, the god post the god post which was kind of pocatello's um i mean that's how he arrived in this state where he he wielded all these powers i've got to say for a native american gentleman who who did grow up with uh, 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 the history that our native friends in uh, uh, in the americas have to deal with i mean he loved his cultural appropriation like look at that cover is is kind of understating how much oh, yes. the, the the book goes into those are roman sandals he's got a uh, he's got an orange sash uh, let's see what else does he have i mean he's, he's got, got the, the the viking helmet he's got a greek toga it's got a he's got uh, the thing the around his neck it. which i'm not entirely sure what it is i couldn't find the, it. the bib you mean no, no, not the bib. The, the white, the, the the thing with the circle in the middle, and it's, it's almost like he's wearing this like this glass dome. You, 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 what do you point at it for me? That thing, the, the drum. Oh, okay, it's a drum. Yeah, yeah, okay, he's got a, he's he's carrying a little. Uh, I a mean, little thunder I, drum. Yeah, it might just be a drum for carrying things in, like a sporran. Like he's got the, uh, yeah, the, no the sort of 15th century. That might be a togue. A togue. One of those big, heavy neck things. And he's got some kind of red tie draped around his neck, and he's got the, the Viking pointy helmet, and he's got which his was, hair all which wild. Which is completely historically inaccurate. They never did uh, yes. the horned helmet thing. It's, it's absolutely rubbish. I think they, mm. they, they found, like, helmets and horns, you know, drinking horns. Yeah, yeah. And they figured, those must belong together. It makes no sense to me. I mean, Pocatello certainly did. I mean, he's frankly a weirdo who just went nuts, like cobbling together mm. uh, some quasi-religion out of whatever poorly researched bits of trivia he know about mystical Ancient European cultures. Yeah, just throw a few together and like... Don't... And you'll wind up with something like, even the liturgy was in the sacred language of Esperanto. Yeah. And then he got fucking magic powers. It actually fucking it works. works. Yeah, I mean, it's like he got things quite wrong. He's throwing, grossly wrong. Yeah, mixing and matching pantheons whenever he sees yeah. fit. Uh, and just by pure coincidence, he he lands on whatever spiritual mishmash actually does connect the mortal realm to right. The supernatural he stumbles across the uh, the code. Magic works. It's just a matter of saying the right words and not going mad in the process. In the reality in this book, it's a summoning basically creatures from the other dimensions. As long as you say the right words and make the right symbols, then yeah. it, it works for everybody. And it's like things, if you do it in your mind, then your head explodes if you're not, if you don't get it absolutely right. Oh, because then the eagle, you know, this, this eagle, American eagles don't have white legs. Oh, that um, confused me a little bit. Oh. And I, I thought maybe it was an osprey, which was cool, because yeah. then it was a reference to, uh, uh, the, to, the, to the Thunderbird, the, yeah. the Thunderbird VTOL craft, but, uh, they have a they have a white belly as well. Well, we have this bird. It's uh, it's all brown except it has a, a white head and 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 mm-hmm. white legs with uh, it with could be a, uh, thick uh, feathered plumage, much like mine. Uh, let's not Google it. Why waste an opportunity for <laughs> ignorance uh, uh, and and maybe a corrective tweet if we have any ornithologist yes. friends? So yeah, having shot down the thunderbird, killed Fenglong and Parjana. Uh, and recovered the uh, research from the downed yeah. craft in the water. It's a bit like the, the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. It's never really yeah, revealed what exactly. it is it's or how it is. It's, just, it's set up as a thing that we want. And uh, Pocatello disappears back down in his submarine under the water. Oh, yeah, I have some notes. So the spiritual superpowers, mm-hmm. scientific breakthrough, and then Feng Lung and Parjanya. Oh. They're 
they're already dead. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Never got a lot of mileage out of those no, two great well, characters. That's what you say. <laughs> it happens. You know, kill <laughs> kill whom sometimes. you kill your loved ones. That is not how that saying goes. <laughs> no, it was... it's kill your darlings, and well, it's metaphorical. <laughs> it's not. It's not. You know, wait until your family's asleep and <laughs> and smother them while they. <laughs> We're reviewing a book here. That's what writers are supposed to do. Writers, are sp- no, the expression is kill your darlings, yes. and it's about the things that your favorite. Not wait for your children to fall asleep and then poison their oat bran. Like what a cool generic. <laughs> a bit of wisdom that we oof. so what breaks out is the war of the gods i suppose yeah it escalated pretty quickly yeah pocacello is not the only one to have discovered uh, how to tap into the power of the elder gods this was his mistake like sharing his results on i guess youtube or the internet or whatever it was they had in the 50s or in the future that was imagined in the 50s mm. um it was it was fairly easily copied. He'd been writing these manifestos about his bullshit religion for for ages. So when it finally did work, he'd done the legwork for a lot of people to. Yes. So a uh, little South European college student copies the uh, the material that uh, Pocacello has been doing, and uh, after completing the ritual, yeah. uh, goes forth as uh, calls himself Percale. Oh no. Oh no. And uh, Percale was was unleashed on the world. The 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 the, the Finnish. Uh, demon thunder That's god. Oh, he's a thunder god as also, well. Perkele is a, is the fundamental swear word in Finnish. They're, Perkele. Perkele. You might have to roll your R's a little bit, but I won't. Perkele. Perkele. Yeah, and you suppose. How many times do you trill it? Like it's not Perkele. It's not. It's not a perkele. single thing. I don't count my R's. I'm not a linguist. No, but you do speak a little Finnish. Barely any. Um, Which is a lot of Finnish compared to the Finnish that I speak. I know, like I know Perkele, and that's uh, uh, and that's yeah. it. Oh, I, they taught me a few more uh, kippis yeah. as for toast. Vita. Oh, that's a swear one as well. It's another one. It's another. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're definitely going to have the explicit tag on this one. I How mean, who who, inf- who enforces those tags? Is this American? Because I don't know what it means. So that is correct. I mean, in the podcast feed, the language is set to English. Hmm. Berkeley isn't a swear word in English. No, I think we well, might have found our way around the rules here. Let's look into that. And wait, hold on. No, Apple, if you're listening, we're not trying to find a way around the rules here. We're just, it's all just fun and games. And we haven't dropped any F-bombs yet, so strictly speaking, we should still be... Yeah, I mean, in PG-13, like, you get one F-bomb or two S-bombs. Oh, is it like that? Is it that strictly regulated? Yeah, it's some it's some, it's some bullshit symbolics like that. Yeah. Ah, did, was that one? I don't... Oh, Again, bollocks. walking like, on ugh. eggshells. Let's see whether this episode gets a big red E or not. Okay. The uh, South European student, what was the... Uh, Berkele. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what was the the student originally? She was like Sardinian or, or Sicilian or some shit. Uh, I ah, fuck. That was the fuck, fuck, fuck. Shit. No, wait. <laughs> Call that back. Cut it out. Suka. Back to the editing board. <laughs> Onto the cutting room floor with you. <laughs> I do remember uh, Pocatello's a god name for himself, Jana Bumfit. Jana Bumfit. Is that something that that the author made up, or is that from a? Uh, mythology? I thought so at first, but this isn't mythology. This is a uh, an old. English, but not old English, but it's old and it's English, uh, counting system for uh, for shepherds who oh. didn't necessarily, like, know the, the, the classical numbers. But they'd so know a two, simple two, four, run. twelve. It goes up to ten and then repeats the first five up to fifteen. And then from fifteen to twenty. And twenty is all you need when you're when a you're shepherd because then you put a, a check mark on your post. Right? Okay. And then you've got, a, you've got a crayon to help you with that. Yeah. So it goes Jan for one, Tan for two. Tethera for three. Yan Tan Tethera is what the system is called. And there's, okay. there's variations where hmm. sometimes Tether or Mether. But it's it's it Yan Chan Tether Methera Pimp is my favorite. Yeah, Pimp is five. Uh and then oh uh Hedera Gethera uh 
hovera dovera, and then ten is dick, as in as in dicks. Dis. Dis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the so why did they use like different the, the Latin? Num- what's uh, wrong with one, two, and three? I guess these were easier to learn because they because there's a rhyming rhythm. Yan chan tether medera pimp. Okay. Heather together over and over dicks and then Yanadik one Yanadik Chanadik Tether Dick Medra Dick and then fifteen is Bumfit for some reason okay like, that's a that's a great name uh, and then you add the the first five to Bumfit again so it's fi- okay. one and fifteen yeah. and since it's Pocatello the sixteenth it's Yana Bumfit ah how, yeah. how can I get no idea that like English ha- old English had a separate counting system like this it makes sense I mean they've yeah, got right? like all sorts of weird number stuff going on there. Yeah, like there's like the two, four, six, and then it goes to twelve, and then it goes to sixteen, and it goes to Wait, twenty. Wait, what's that? What's that? How does that work? No, it's like the, the 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 coins work. You know, it's like you. Well, you've got a half penny, and then you've got a penny, and then you've got a tuppence, and then you've got a a thruppenny pit, a pit, and a twelve and a twelve and a half, and you've got a farthing, and a guinea minus, and a guinea plus. <laughs> yeah, but then you also have to count whether they have top spin or bottom spin, and yes. whether it's a strange, it's a, charmed. A strange or charmed guinea. So wasn't a guinea a pound plus a years of interest or something like that? I thought it was just a heavily ionized. Florin. <laughs> As if you charge it up enough. You have various different isotopes of gilders. Well, you've got yeah, the the you've got the the dollar comes from the taller and uh, oh, so does the dollar. Well, yes. So a little bit of Dutch coin trivia for you people. This is twenty years out of date because we haven't had them for like. I'm sure this is some of the more relevant trivia that we've gifted to well, our readers maybe, at home. Maybe if this the episode. euro breaks down, we will reintroduce. We return to fucking Jan Chan Tether Mether. Well, that could be interesting. Pound. Oh no, I don't think the Brits are going to be in if the euro breaks down. <laughs> yes. So it's it's Jana Bumfit versus Perkele going out on a submarine hunt, trying to like. Hunt down the snake, oh, because, serpent. Because Perkela also has a submarine. No, he's trying to hunt down a Pocatello submarine. And how was and how was Perkela doing doing that? How well, he's, get- he's using his divine hypnosis, which he's been uh, cultivating after he got his uh, oh, uh, thunder yeah. god powers, talking his way down uh, through the various levels of minions that service Pocatello's submarine. This is where the the communication system that is rather poorly described. It seems to be uh, like based on the uh, the memex or the telex. Mm. Like it's almost a a card and electricity based system that somehow works over great distances but that's how uh, uh Perkele, uh learned about uh, uh, Pocatello's manifesto and that's also what he's using to communicate with these minions on, on the submarine i mean obviously we have the the, the cobra cat who has his own hangar because yes. he's so huge and well it's grumpy. A, it's a uh, aircraft carrier submarine can't go very many places either which no, is like it's kind of turns limited. out to be its downfall it's like <laughs> yeah. it's very hard to hide in a fjord with something the size of a aircraft carrier the oceans are vast you can oh, hide in right. a trench somewhere oh absolutely but you can't really get close to land the you north sea is pretty much out you can hide under an ice shelf but then how are you going to launch your birds that's whole that's cold war politics for you right there it's very cold under the ice shelf ish warmer than on the ice shelf and so uh basically um there's the thing I've got one note and it says Zebedee, so I have no Zebedee. idea how much okay. help I'm going to be. Well, Perkele goes and manages <laughs> to work his way through um, Pocacello's organization, gets himself uh, the location of where the submarine will be in three days' time uh, uh, for, uh-huh. for, its, for its refueling, and uh, manages to fight his way onto the, uh, the refueling craft, posing as uh, one of the crewmen there. Whom he is all uh, hypnotized. Uh, they're all uh, under Perkele's uh, uh, yeah, yeah, under his divine hypno. Oof, uh, there's a there's a lot of people for whom that is probably a thing. A thing. Yeah, I suppose they really enjoy. Well, it's it, it, it's it's kind of treated as the Vulcan neck pinch of uh, this book, you know, where he just like walks up to someone oh, yeah. and goes like. Ooh. 
and puts like, a hand on their shoulder and says, hey. <laughs> and then suddenly they're hypnotized and they have to like do his bidding. Leading up to the final confrontation of the book yeah, between, the, uh, between uh, Pococello and uh, Perkele. Yeah, in the, in, the, in, the, in the giant hangar where they're battling for the, the, the loyalty of the, the, the giant cobra cat, Zebedee. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of them with, uh, 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 I made you, I brought you into this world, I, mm-hmm. I gave you life, I gave you a home, and the other one... And, well, Pocacello's, of course, Poc- immune Pocatello. to... Uh, Pocatello. He's actually named oh. for a pretty important figure. Not, Poc- not Pocacello, sorry. It sounds a bit like You're Limoncello. you Limoncello. Yes, I am. So it turns into the uh, showdown on the aircraft carrier where uh, uh, Pocatello is uh, fighting Perkele, Pocatello being immune to uh, Perkele's uh, hypnosis, uh, and tries to like smite Perkele with his uh, lightning. Turns out that Perkele was uh, uh, yeah. smart enough to collect himself a fulgurite talisman, thereby uh, Im- immunizing, immunizing himself yeah. against the lightning strikes that uh, now, Pocatello can do. This book was heavy on the science and uh, other than the gods, and yeah. also there, like it just assumes a lot of knowledge from the from the readers. And I have a decent amount of knowledge of uh, mm-hmm. surface level trivia of, of European culture, so I did okay. But when it mentioned fulgurite or fulgurite, fulgurite, yes, I'm not entirely sure how it's pronounced, but yes, uh, I wish we had a, that that hotline that we just called and it's oh honey, Can it's fulgurite. <laughs> when when Do you know what it is? Yeah, when is what you get when lightning strikes sand and it basically glassifies the uh, the oh. sand and you get. He's like sometimes they're hollow, and it's, it's, it's basically like an, a sand glass icicle, yeah, which is being created by a lightning strike. What and a cool ter- thing! Turns out that in this in this book, that those things make you it's immune. a it's a ward, yeah. Divine lightning strikes who have no influence on you. I wonder if Trinitite would work against you against know nuclear explosions. Yes, in this book's headcanon, <laughs> it probably would. It's not headcanon when you write it. Uh, well, it's the writers, yeah. The writer's Cannon. pen cannon. I think it's just cannon at that point. Yeah, okay. It's the fight for thunder dominance on board the uh, Jormungant. Uh, turns out it's a happy ending. Uh, Perkele beats oh, off yes. uh, uh, Pocatello. Sure does. <laughs> yeah, he sure does beat him off, and they start and they start beating off together, uh, mm. a, a, a drumming on his uh, on his little drum that he's got. Yes, and. They find that the uh, that the energy that radiates out from that is an incredible sensation. They're they're carried away like we've recently had an experience mm. with uh, uh, a drummers. Taiko, yes, yeah. we went to a taiko drumming performance, and just the aura that comes off of this was incredible. And so Pocatello has been carrying this thing as you know as a decoration. Oh, the, the, the uh, Native Americans have a big drumming tradition. He for a, for a like late generation Shoshone, he seemed to. To have very little interest in his... I know there are multi-tribal uh, gatherings where, like, drums play a very important role. No, that's true. Yeah, it is a pretty universal... Yeah, uh, well, that's very cool. Yeah, sort of like the, uh, the the sign language as well. If you don't speak each other's language, you still have something you can... You can just sit around and, and, and make some cool music and, and yeah. be moved by it, as Perkele and, uh, and Jan Bumfit are now moved by their accidental discovery of drumming and how cool it is and what energy it produces. And it's like the, the briefcase is still around, but it's but pretty it's much no ignored at this point. No. It's not like they completely lose track of that. And we think, oh, what, a, what an incredible shame that, that this world is now, is now lost, that they're going to be locked behind this Kepler syndrome. But Jana Bumfit rises his, uh, his submarine, the Jormungand, through the ice shelf, cracking it open, and they drum to the sky where the, the power of their... Yes. Uh, uh, combined divine drumming. Opening the pink spiral portal to a new uh, location that humankind can move through yes. and escape this space-locked planet. Yes, off into, off into 
whatever it might be. Like, I mean, it's not Asgard, it's not Jotunheim. Uh, I wonder if there's uh, a. I don't know what they, if they have a Lance Stop fumbling your notes. The microphones are I'm, mighty. I'm sorry. There are no secrets from these microphones. Mm. They can hear you rolling your eyes. <laughs> Mom. So things worked out for uh, Pocatello and Perkle. And I actually think um, that on the cover, that's not uh, Feng Lung and, and, and Parjanya. That's, that's Jana Bumfit and, and, and Perkele um, flying off into the sunset together. Uh, Do you notice how each of them only has one hand on the, on the controls? Steering wheel and a little bit of... Beat off into the they've sunset. They've got their hands on the joystick, yeah. basically. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Definitely an explicit episode. <laughs> I didn't say I've geen onvertogen word gezegd. Now everybody's going to think that those are Dutch swear words you're saying. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was quite a good book. It was. Don't it was, I always it was, think it was, it was a nice read. I yeah. mean, of course, we wouldn't select a rubbish book to review. A good point. We're not those negative Nancy reviewers who are like, oh, this book sucks. Oh, it's rubbish. Like- exactly. We always find something good in them, which results in our, our reviews being a bit... I mean, what rating would you give this? Like, oh, what's a oh, good uh, pan-European quasi-mythical number? I would give it meters per second at sea level. And is that in... Imperial or metric pounds? Pounds? Yeah, I was I was making a reference back to the coin thing that we were doing. Oh, earlier, right. But I, I wasn't really listening to your thing. And your thing was the speed of sound yes. at, at sea level through air. Because we're being pedantic. Yes. You have to also mention the medium. Yes. And it's the, since it's the Lord of Thunder and we have the lightning and the sound, I think that's a good rating for the book. Do you know... Okay, yeah, no, there's more trivia coming. Oh, my God, we, we're never going to stop ourselves. It's going to turn into a trivia podcast, isn't it? Uh, ostensibly, it's it's comedy, so let's find if there's a joke in here somewhere. Right. I had a friend who served uh, uh, in the Dutch Navy uh, on some of the submarines. So he told me stuff about sonar that I didn't know and how much of, a, how much of an art it is in addition to a science um, and how much, uh, like, context is necessary because sonar gives you, like, it gives you a... Mm. The return signal. Well, okay. Yeah, you're doing a Finding Dory. I don't speak whale. Keep going. So sonar, you send out a ping and you get it back. Yeah, you can hear you smugly chuckling to yourself, and it can hear me disapproving. These these microphones are mighty. So sonar, it gives you it gives you a a time of flight for how long the signal takes to bounce Mm -hmm. off something and come back, but. The medium in between may have multiple different properties, like the speed of sound in a in a constant medium mm. is constant, right? But you have different thermal clients, and you oh, have yeah, different yeah. levels of salinity, and you get reflections. So uh, a, a sonar operator has to combine and model their their guesses of uh, like, are we pinging down? Is it going through a known uh, mm-hmm. a thermal client that has a lower temperature and therefore a it's different an inversion speed? layer? Yeah. Uh, inversion layers and like streams of, of fresh water coming yeah. in because you have some some places should, where fresh water. They should totally hire bats to do that. They'd be awesome at it. Okay, now I'm thinking about bats with scuba gear, and it's the cutest thing. Bats can actually swim. Can they? It's, it's, it's a bit of a flappy motion, but it, it, yeah. it, it kind of works. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I should go swimming with Guinevere. Oh. I wonder what she looks like. Right. Do you have any sources of water other than the, the, the water cooler? Uh, yeah. Um, if you go out to Is the... Is there like cons- a pool? If you go out to the conservatory, there's a, there's a reflecting pool there. It's Is that swimming, okay for... It's not a swimming pool, but you can swim in it Is if that you want a, to. Would that be okay? Yeah, sure. Cool. Okay, well, one of You might end up a little bit green, though. On account of? The little green floaty plants in there. I don't oh, know what the watercress. The watercress, that's the one. Yeah. Yes. Well, you don't have ducks to eat those? Uh, the the, 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 the library raptors took care of the ducks. They did yeah. not deal well with Ooh, the competition. Maybe there's still some leftover feathers. Yes, I'll disguise myself as a duck. No, I won't disguise no. myself as a duck. Instantly... More bar marks on your ankles. Yeah, okay, so we're skipping phase two. That would have been phase two. I can already tell. That's not going to, be, Very it's not going to work. 
Thank you. Moving I'll on. I'll see if I can bring you some paints that you can like make your feathers a bit more colorful. Uh, bring me a few options because yes, even though you're slightly reactive UV, ones. yeah, 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 yeah you're sensitive, but you have a no problem. Yeah, that's very I'll good. I'll see what I can get you. Now, uh, speaking of reviews, for the readers at home, we love being your dirty little secret, but uh, if you mention Cover My Ass to uh, a friend, uh, something magical might happen, like uh, a dandelion breaking into song and making it big on national television. And we'd love to hear what you think, whether you listened or not. So drop us a line sometime. We're Cover My Ass Cast on Twitter or Facebook, if that's your thing, uh, or email and covermyasscast.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Especially, by the way, if you've read any of the books that we've reviewed so far. We got a nice letter yes. from, turns out, a, a, a rival critic who took us the task on our review of a previous book. Mm. I think it was specifically uh, Crabs, The Human yes. Sacrifice. and the lack of our discussing the vagina dentata. So yes, if you have actually read one of these books that we've reviewed and you'd like to summarize it to us, we'd love to hear from you and we might read it on the uh, on the air. So, Kay, what do you have in store for us next time? Right. Next week, uh, the book we'll be reviewing is Malcolm Bradbury's debut novel, Eating People is Wrong. <laughs> Very important lesson. And that, yes. about, and that about covers it. Thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. I'm Kay. And remember, we, we only judge a book by its cover. cover. It is wrong. It is. It is. Bradbury, though. Do you think he's related to Ray Bradbury? Well, it could be. Or, the famous uh, cannibal. <laughs>